Hi, this is Carolyn, and Aaron is here with me, and we are very excited to have Wendy here tonight to discuss tennis fashion. Wendy played when she was younger and started playing adult tennis in 2013. She has been to states six times. I have to tell you that I know nothing about tennis fashion, so we really, really appreciate Wendy being here tonight to discuss this. So, Wendy, can you tell us a little bit about tennis fashion? Uh, that's a broad uh, question there, Carolyn. That's, that's, that's like asking me about shoes. Yes. Right. Um, you know what, though, because I knew we were doing this tonight, I did go back and look at some of the things that I knew, but just to brush up. And I think there's some things that really surprised me about tennis and fashion. Do you know that the Izod shirt or the Lacoste shirt actually came from tennis? No, uh-huh. I didn't. I exactly that only makes sense to me because I watch a lot of tennis on TV and I see a lot of their commercials. <laughs> well, yes, but it, but so you're saying it went mainstream. Gosh, I want to say in the 20s, might be later, um, Rene Lacoste actually is the one that created the short sleeve polo shirt. And because his nickname was the alligator, he uh-huh. put on the gator and that actually is one of the first places that we saw branding. Wow. That was really cool. Yeah. I hope you know the history of all of the brands. No, I'm just kidding. That's right. (laughs) One of them. I'm just kidding. (laughs) What I find fascinating is the way that a sport influences streetwear and not what we wear today as a sport, but really how it's influenced a fashion overall. The Stan Smith is the Adidas shoe that we all know. We only know it today because of how it's hit the athleisure, not necessarily the way it came from tennis. Adidas created that shoe for somebody, and I don't remember his name, uh, that was a French player, and he retired, and they found Stan Smith, who was you know, a, a tennis player, to actually wear them, and that's how it became branded as the Stan Smith. It's all fascinating. So to bring it into like what we do. So first of all, I'm sure that one, well, you've played tennis for a while. I know you well enough to know that you played in high school, probably even before that, I'm guessing. As a kid. Yeah. So, and you're very fashionable. I tried to get Wendy to actually, Wendy has helped me buy clothes. (laughs) She will actually text me um, like, you need to buy this shirt and text me a link to it. And, and then I proceed to listen to her. But so one of the big appeals, I didn't think about this when I first picked up a racket, but one of the big appeals to me about our sport is that, you know, whether you're a two, five or a three, five or a five, whatever, a certain amount of um, what's fun about our sport is the clothes that we get to wear. There aren't a lot of, we say this a lot on this podcast, there aren't a lot of adult sports that are still, you know, that you can play as an adult where there's actually like a cool, I hate to use the word uniform because we're talking more fashion, but I think that's one of the really fun appeals, especially for women. I don't know how men feel about it, but, you know, for tennis fashion in general. I don't know if y'all remember when Chrissy Everett and all of those players would play on TV and we, you know, it would, you would see the grand slam and you'd see Wimbledon and there's this sport and they are competing, but they looked so cute too. Mm -hmm. And I think as little girls, that was God, the best of both worlds. It was look at how, and I, I hate to say it, but how, utterly feminine they looked in these outfits that they had move and form and function and they were winning and they were, I mean, Mm -hmm. 
they were they were competing at this level that I know when I was little, I wanted to do it. So part of growing up was I wanted to be like Chris Everett, but at the same time, I, not only did I want to play like her, but I also wanted to look like her because right. she was so graceful. I mean, tennis has gotten to be so competitive when we watch it today, but we've also watched it evolve. And I think yeah. the clothes evolve uh, as the sports evolved and as the competitions evolved and technology, all, you know, all of those things come together. Yeah. So one of the things that I look forward to during the year is the four slams and the companies make outfits specifically for those slams. So you might have like, this was the Australian open line of clothing for whatever brand, right? And sometimes they're disappointing, but it's something that we look forward to. Like, what's it going to look like? You know, what's Wimbledon going to look like? What's the French open? Yeah. Every time. Every time. Yeah. I want to see the color palette and Mm -hmm. those top players have their own version. You know, you've made it when Nike, you can say to Nike, um, I'm going to do this and I want to wear it this way versus everybody else just gets what they put out. So it's yeah. here's Adidas or here's New Balance. But that's what I love to see is those top players. Yeah. And how is it that they're going to wear it? Right, exactly. So the one thing that makes me laugh about that is when you see like two women on the court that are just wearing like the, I don't want to say the typical, but the the stuff that like you and I and Carolyn can buy from a tennis company, right? Online or locally or whatever. But it like, sometimes it makes me laugh when I see two women that are clearly in just like the typical outfit that the general population come by, and they're competing against each other, but they actually match. And then you see someone like, you know, a Serena or a whoever that has their own like, yes, I wear Nike, but I have this specific dress that was made just for me. And then like the other girl on the other side is ranked 50. She might be sponsored by Nike, but you know, she's getting the off the shelf you know, skirt and, and top, and she's matched with like 15 other players at the same tournament. Yes. And, but they're, they're bottom, they, you know, at least they're, they coordinate, you know, because they right. might have a different skirt, but I think the same thing. Yeah. Not bad as I'm like, Madison Keats, it's time for you to um, elevate to the next player so I can see you in a different outfit I than know. the one across the court. Don't talk about Madison. She's my BFF. I thought you knew. She's yours too? She's, she's in the other room. <laughs> But I have a photo with her. (laughs) She's one of my favorites. Yeah, I love. We all love her, right? We all. I know. Okay, taking this down a weird road. I don't know if y'all noticed when, and I think she's one of the first ones to do it. I thought that she had a special Nike skirt because she was tucking the skirt up on her, not just just on one leg, and it was typically her left leg that she would tuck it up, like. Right. She accidentally put a ball up there and then it got stuck. But then I thought, oh, wow, they've designed that just for her that way. Right. And then others started doing the same thing. And I realized, no, it's not special. They just are all hiking. Bunched up. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I have noticed, I would say in the past year, especially, is some of the women pro tennis players are like tying their shirts in the back and they're almost becoming belly shirts. I wonder if that's actually going to be a trend. Like, will they create, will some big brand like a Nike or a Fila or, a, you know, any of the big brands like kind of come up with that style because some of the pros have modified their, you know, attire, you know, to keep it tighter so that maybe, 
I don't know if it like doesn't hit their racket or if it's just more comfortable that way. I wonder if that's if we're going to see that trend. But the other thing that I noticed is, and maybe this is, you know, fashion kind of goes with the sign of the times or, you know, what's going on in the world. And I've noticed the last year for sure. And a lot in the Nike clothes are just like these fluorescent colors, you know, these like neon uh, tennis ball color, like that chartreuse, the the magentas, you know, purples. And they're like, n- the Nike clothes right now are very vintage to the 80s and 90s fashion. But it'll be interesting because I think the times that we're in right now, you know, just kind of going through a pandemic, um, they didn't come out with that. The, believe me, they came out with that well before the pandemic started. But it's probably not a bad trend to have these like nice, bright, fun, kind of make you happy kind of colors. But it'll be really interesting to see what comes, you know, kind of coming up next year based on what everything that we've been through this year. I feel like professional athletes can do whatever they like with their clothes and wear whatever they want. They can show their abs while they are playing. But what about for the rest of us normal adult recreational players? I know I have to be super comfortable when I play. In the next episode, Wendy and Aaron will discuss what adult recreational players actually wear, and it is pretty funny. If you would like to see a picture of Wendy, please check out our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. 